listening to The Sister Trill with Danai and Kiveli. Hello and welcome back to The Sister Trill. I'm Danai and I'm Kiveli. And today we will be talking about the power of rituals. Rituals in our everyday life, rituals that we have been doing for years, and also rituals in the more general sense. Maybe also rituals that are a bit ridiculous and superstitious. Exactly. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about what we disagreed on this week. And oh, there are a couple of things. Yeah, a couple of things. So actually, there were, it's not that much that we disagreed on stuff. It's more like we became aware of like some of the typical uh, maybe rituals that we do in a different way. One of them is, I would say, our shower routines. I generally tend to be more of a morning shower person. Uh, I, I just like it more. I mean, obviously, it depends a bit on the, on the day and the structure and everything, but I like showering in the morning, and you just tend to like showering in the evening more. Yeah, I'd like to dive deep into this subject. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't feel, I, may, I don't feel very passionate about it. Like, I am very capable of also showering um, during the day or no, in the the, the reason why I say I want to discuss this okay. a little bit is because... You have to explain to me what the appeal is of showering in the morning because let me just tell you my logic. Mm-hmm. My logic is that during the day, you obviously accumulate dirt. dirt mm-hmm. And then before I go into my warm, cozy, clean bed, mm-hmm. I shower, get rid of all that dirt, uh-huh. ready to put on my clean pajamas, and then go to sleep. Now, if I go and shower in the morning... Yes, I'm clean for the day, but then I go and sleep dirty in my bed. That's what I, that's what I don't understand. Well, the perspective I take on it. <laughs> first of all, like I, for me, it's more, it's also like the freshness that you feel in the morning. Like you feel like you're putting your best, cleanest foot forward in uh-huh, the morning. Uh-huh. It's not for me. I mean, I've heard that it's like, you know, it wakes me up in the morning. It's not that much of that for me. It's more this feeling of like, oh no, I'm starting my day with like a, a little mini nice act for myself, you know, showering, uh-huh. feeling clean and everything. Um, for me, it's also, and that's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like when I shower in the morning, I'm also doing it a bit for all the people I'm encountering in the subsequent day, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the soap is still on my skin, I might still smell good, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, something like that, but in, when I shower in the evening, it's more like I'm doing it for my bed, or I'm doing it, like, only mm-hmm. for myself, in a way, you know, there's also an element of doing it for yourself yeah. in the morning, yeah. but it's like, it's almost like, oh, like, the, the peak freshness is wasted when you do it in the evening. Interesting, interesting, because I love that the peak freshness is in the bed, you know, where you have, right. I think there's nothing nicer than a freshly made bed with clean sheets that are also super yes. clean. And no, then you are clean. I understand. That clean no, I understand. Bed. I understand. That. I, like I mean, that. and to be honest, like many times I shower, especially when it's summer, you know, it, you can also shower multiple times a day. Like if you don't yeah. take, like, yeah, take an course. extensive big shower of, you know, yeah. da, 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 it's just a super great, like, especially if I think about in summer in Greece, like wake up, quick shower, yes. you go to the beach, you swim, quick shower, yeah. you come back from a really sticky, you know, like running up and down on the island uh, yeah, situation, yeah. Quick, quick shower. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, th- there is that obviously That's as well. True. That's true. But I think there is an element of, do you only shower for yourself or do you shower for yourself and others in mm. a way? Like, um, like the subconscious yeah. thing. And I feel like, for example, when I, when I, for example, you definitely, before you go on a date, you shower. Right? Wouldn't you? Uh, yes, for sure. You know I what I would? mean? I would, but um, I was just thinking of, you know, how I shower before important events. And this is also kind of part of the ritual right. already. Right. But for example, before a concert, I have this ritual that I 
always shower the night before. Mm. I kind of never shower the morning of the concert because it's almost like something bad might happen if I do. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I always shower the night before and I put my hair in a specific way that yeah. I sleep on yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it looks nice okay. the next Let's day. Let's get into that uh, yeah. in, the, in the later part the of this episode related. because I have a very different routine there. Interesting, yeah. Okay, so um, what uh, what I disagreed on with you mm-hmm. this week um, was, I, I can think of two things right now. One thing was just very recent because we were trying to start this podcast episode and Kiveli over here was uh, doing social media oh, work. Oh, yes. Um, taking pictures. All right, yeah. Like a crazy person, yeah. which delayed us about 30 minutes starting this well, episode. 30 seconds, probably more not, than minutes. Not 30 seconds. Like, 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 we took maybe three minutes. minutes. No. Three minutes. 15. 15, Four. including everything. Posting, filters, taking the pictures, Four. positions. Four. Anyway, that was just a Four little a thing that we disagreed on right now. Under five. We wanted to start and Kiveti took pictures for under five minutes. <laughs> Absolutely under five minutes. Um, no, but the, the more interesting <laughs> disagreement was that we realized that we like different temperatures mm. in our rooms. Yeah. Because as you might know, we live in the same house and obviously have separate rooms. And um, whenever I enter Kiveli's room, now that it's winter and it's pretty cold here in Germany, I realized that, first of all, it is so warm because you have the heating on five, I think, basically, all the time. Um, four, but yeah. Okay, four or, or five. Yes, yes, but it yeah. depends a bit, yeah. Um, so it's, it's first of all super warm. Yes. But so the warmth for me is too high, but it's not what really throws me off. What throws me off is that the air is so dry. Yeah, that's interesting because I, and, and I, I just don't feel it that way. So I then I like, like dry air or I feel like my throat closes. That's interesting. Because when I, I enter the, your the room warmth, and I cannot breathe freely interesting I mean because the, the warmth I love and I very consciously choose to keep it that yeah. warm and I've told you the reason why I like it almost was generally I like as much as possible to not have to wear lots of you know like warmish clothes yeah. like I don't necessarily like walking around in many layers you know uh, if, if I don't have to yeah. I love being barefoot as, as soon as I can be barefoot, I love being barefoot. I love wearing, you know, not long uh, trousers, but short pants. And, you know, as also like in the podcast, I many times you also wear like short things. So I like that even if it's winter outside, um, when I come home, it's warm enough for me to easily be able to be barefoot and mm-hmm. in summery, let's just say clothes or short clothes without me being cold. Yeah. I don't like having to wear layers at home, you know. But I still think that the rest of the house, which I would say has kind of a normal temperature, mm. is also warm enough that you could walk around in a t-shirt. Yeah, it's not like I mean, you would I, be I notice it. I mean, I, I notice that, you know, I, I'm downstairs, I'm wearing like the outfit that I like wearing that I feel comfortable in. And then I go up and I always at least take one hoodie with me to cover myself okay, when yeah, I go yeah, up. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm, you know, for example, with the kids a lot upstairs, I'm going to change to a longer uh, like leggings or something, mm-hmm. which all doesn't matter. It's not at all bad. It's just like yeah. my choice would yeah. be to be able to be as like uh, least clothes needed <laughs> and, yeah. and still be super warm. And the, the the side effect with the air, I just don't notice it. It just yeah. doesn't impact. Maybe it's That's because like I've, like my body is so used to it. Yeah. But, you know, also like, as I've heard it also from, from friends, when friends sleep over, um, I always, you know, turn down the heating or I open the window or yeah. something like that because they say, you know, they feel like they have a scratchy throat. So yeah. not I the first like one I want to, to say cough. it. Somehow. And and it, it and for, it just doesn't impact me that way. On the contrary, I often feel, and I don't know why, because I know that medically it's like the opposite. Mm. That when uh, I I have the the window open while sleeping or I'm sleeping at other people's 
places that have like a core temperature that is lower, that's that's when I feel scratchy throat yeah. s- effect starting. Interesting. Which is very, I don't know. I don't it's know. just, it gets very dry and then you want, for me, and then you want to cough. Yeah. Because the air has almost no yeah. humidity. Because it's interesting because it's, so it's really not something that I absolutely need at all costs. Like I'm very capable of also just yeah. being a bit like, you know, on a less temperature. But what... um totally like randomly what I just remembered is that when I used when when, when I used to live at, at home you know like where we grew up um, our mom was you know not the biggest on, on heating through <laughs> the night type situation she always liked you know being a bit more aware of turning down the heat when it wasn't like fully necessary and the consequence of it would be because she also didn't want to have like, the heating too high that when I'd be in my room the last two three years it was very normal for me to like sit at the heating. Like uh, I wouldn't yeah. sit at my desk. I would sit with my back to the heating yeah. and like have my laptop and do my work or anything like that. I remember that. And um, and I remember it was so interesting because when it would get too hot, it would be like, you know, this weird kind of having to balance it being uh-huh. super hot. But I just love this feeling of being like at my yeah. heat, like yeah. li- literally like leaning against the, the, the heat heater. By the way, I just want to give you... Um, one thought, because I recently watched a documentary where they said the number, th- like number one, three things, top three things yeah. um, that we can change in our everyday life to save our climate. And uh, Turning down number the heat. one is meat, how much meat you yeah. eat. Number two is how much you heat your house. And what was number three? God, I forgot number three. But it was also something like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, transport, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, like not yeah. flying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, right, right. Um, so we maybe we should be more right. environmentally conscious. No, I mean, and, and it's, it's not, as I said, it's not <laughs> like the thing that I absolutely need, you know. Like I'd, if I were to yeah, yeah, yeah. be in a relationship of and course. the guy would be like, I can't, fine, let's yeah, you know, yeah, put it down. Yeah. No. I can wear another layer. It's, not, it's just like my choice or how of I course. feel the most comfortable yeah. in or something. Yeah. So um, those were our disagreements this week. Exactly. All right. Very so, important topics. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the ritual. So the interesting thing is that this episode, like we decided to record it quite spontaneously because um, your kids are currently at their grandmother's. So we've been having like a, a 24 hour situation alone. And as it always is, when we are alone for 24 hours, we've been like talking nonstop. nonstop about all types of different so memories and topics. Conversation flow. Exactly. Kind of. And we, we were stumbling upon two conversations actually that we thought, you know, that might actually make an interesting podcast episode. And one of them was like this, um, I would say like the the occurrence of everyday rituals or maybe a bit like also more intense rituals, what ours are and the fact that, you know, we also have some different ones. Like, so I don't know how you want to start off to like organize maybe, this a bit more. Um, maybe we want to start off by, you know, talking about the, power of a ritual because I find it very interesting that the ritual in the beginning to me is something you know a place of safety yeah a place that calms me down that centers me Mm. if I think of you know when did I do rituals when I was younger yeah yeah. it was always in moments where I felt nervous or where I was afraid Mm. I would have this ritual that would ground me yeah for example before a concert yeah I would be like okay it's gonna go well because I put the score under my pillow yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm wearing my special concert tights yes, yes, or yes, my special concert yes, underwear yeah. because I had a very specific breakfast. Yeah. All yeah. these things. I think that so the, the two things come to mind. The first thing is that there is a difference between, um, I would say, superstitious rituals, like, for example, the special concert underwear. Yeah. And I would say 
sensible ritual, sensible acts. Like breathing like, exercise, No, no, not breathing. Example. I'm also thinking about, I don't know, like, for example, um, the fact that you put your hair in a certain uh, way that you just, you know, before the concert, mm-hmm. it is because then your hair actually looks better yeah, on yeah. the concert. It's like, it's, it's, you'd have to do it yeah. anywhere, but going through the motions of that kind of, you know, it's like, okay, I'm getting back into yes. this frame of mind. Yeah. So there are also rituals that, you know, are, are just things that you need to do, but yes. because you're doing them in a certain way or you do it only in a certain situation, it gets a kind of ritualistic character. Yeah. And then the, the last category is almost like, um, where is the, the line between ritual and just habit, you know? That a, a, a good habit yeah. has a kind of more ritualistic you know, feel to it. I and, you like can, and, and maybe you can introduce good habits by coming to them from a perspective of a ritual. Like yeah. that's what I've you know, noticed. I, I feel sometimes like helps when, me. When, when I was uh, younger, whenever I had a positive experience with something that was hard, so let's say a positive concert experience, then I would just take whatever I did I know, of on that day of and just make it my ritual yeah. because that must have been right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, if yeah. I had an amazing concert and that day I ate this and that, then this is what I was going to eat the next time yes, yeah, of course. before of the course, concert. Of course, so yeah. um, I feel like, especially when I was younger, to me these rituals of course had a superstitious element Yeah, and they came from a place of you know, not being sure also Trying of my to take abilities. control yeah. of something probably, right? Not like, leaving yeah. so much in my abilities yeah. that I knew I could do it without yeah, the ritual. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for me, um, especially concerning those rituals, it was a very important process to let go of them at some point. Yeah. I remember yes. how much in control I felt and how I felt like I reclaimed my power the first time that I did not put the score mm. under my pillow before a concert because I told myself... Okay, you know, this feels a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know that I can do it even without. Interesting. I often, because I, I, I felt on the one hand, of course, the sense of like, you know, uh, safety or control. But I remember that especially when talking about, you know, which, which we can go through the, the rituals that we used to go through before concerts when we were younger. I remember also feeling very pressured by them. Mm-hmm. Especially because like some of them... didn't go well. No, 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 if it didn't go well. Like, I felt like... It, the, the, this like very dysfunctional relationship to them like if I didn't do them yes I, my bad conscience would get the be- best of me and also because some of them I didn't feel like I chose but they were kind of imposed maybe also or like for example I remember one thing that I hated and and, and like this, 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 this was the ritual that if we had a concert we were not going to listen to any um, music that wasn't the piece we were going yeah. to play in the days um, coming up to the concert, yeah. right? So, well, like on for, the concert day, right? Well, it, it started with like three, four days before, and then it's ah, okay. on the concert day. And I remember, like, because I always loved listening to all types of music, you know, that I felt was very restrictive. I did not necessarily believe that, you know, it helped mm-hmm. me on stage. And I remember, however, that once I did start doing that, I had got such a like bad conscious feeling, and I, I was so guilty for doing it. So, like, I felt a bit pressured by that ritual. Another one. That um, can, can I just yeah. comment on that? Because for me, I definitely, I remember that ritual and I felt very much like I needed to only listen to the concert piece. Right. And um, to the point that I remember when I started traveling to concerts alone and I would be, for example, in a taxi or a driver would yeah. take me yeah, 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 yeah. from point A to point B and there would be music in the car. Yeah. I would ask them to turn it off. Because oh I yeah, I remember so, that. I remember you know, that phase. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And yeah, then yeah. I remember the the first time that I thought to myself, "Okay, I'm just not going to ask them." And I tried to like you know not in listen your mind, yeah, or yeah, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And then slowly, of course, I, I yeah I went away. So maybe let's talk first. Like let's just uh, share the ones that we remember actually. Like some of our usual rituals. 
I would say back when we were like very early teenagers, yeah. early teenage years playing concerts. Like here are the ones that I, I remember. There mm-hmm. was, okay, there was the one, the music, not listening to music on the days before the concert. Then obviously there was the one where we would um, put the score mm-hmm. of the pieces we would play in the concert under our pillows. Then there was the, um, the, 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 the concert tights which was I would say one of the most ridiculous ones because those concert tights literally were more holes yeah. than there were but actual you know, like we tights. say that it's ridiculous because from today's perspective it's completely ridiculous but I've talked to so many fellow musicians that, that have had the exact same yeah, things yeah. and I was just recently talking to someone and he said yes he had concert underwear he had concert socks sure Sure, sure. It's so, just, I mean, it's, well, the, the, everyone no, no, has But it. the ridiculous aspect of it, I mean, I, I know, it's just that those tights were, I mean, literally, they were, they didn't have any... Uh, any fabric. Thank you. Any fabric. <laughs> they didn't have any fabric on them anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, an yeah. amalgamation of many, 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 many holes. So um, that's that's why yeah. I said it was ridiculous. Then there was obviously, okay, the concert dress at that point, we only had like one or two actual concert attire dresses for each person that went with the concert lip gloss once we started wearing lip gloss, the concert bra once we said, like the concert everything. Concert you know? outfit. Yeah. Concert outfit. Yeah. So, and then obviously we had this weird ritual where we would, I mean, weird where we would like um hype each other up mm-hmm. do you remember that yeah where and, and i mean by the I, way, I don't think that's weird at all no, but it was basically something do you remember like, what we would say yeah i would yeah when i mean we, i don't want to swear in the podcast but we, but we would basically say we would you know f all the others you and know? I mean, the others, there were no others. No, there were no others, but I don't think it's weird. It's hyping okay. yourself up to feel that you are okay. the best. I would like to say moment. what we would do is one of us, and it doesn't matter who, would ask, what are we going to do? And the other one is going to do, we're going to F over the other, or <laughs> F over the other, or F everyone else or something. Yeah. And then and then there was like some more to it. I forgot the... the, the I also don't parts. remember exactly, but I mean, the, the idea the was, the idea ah, was, you who know... who is the best? We are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. What are we? We're the best. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the, the whole but thing I, I think Greek, it's a very obviously. understandable, okay. uh, you know, hype. It's in a way what many uh, artists or pop stars, you know, yeah. say yeah, yeah, before yeah. they go on stage, you know, we're the best, we can do this. Uh, yeah, you know. it's just, I find it so interesting because our personalities are so, I would say, you know, humbly Contrary oriented to that. Yeah. when when it comes to the stage, not like yeah. generally, well, also generally, but so so that what we would say is generally is, is literally what are we gonna do? We're gonna f everybody. Who are we? We're the best. You yeah. know, it's so. But it's interesting because in when you when you go on stage, this is what you have to feel. You have to feel very yeah. humble, and you also have to feel like you are the best. No, in I know. That moment I know. It's just I wonder how that came about because I remember we would always go like behind a curtain. Yeah, so that nobody kind of, so, exactly. can see us. And then yeah. we, would, we would do this. Well, another ritual we had, or at least I remember this, was what we had for breakfast. Like, I always had muesli on mm. a concert day. There was no other breakfast that I had yeah. on a concert day. So that definitely was one. Yeah, yeah. I remember at some point it came about that I would always have pasta on, oh, on, yeah, on, right. on the concert day. And, and then I think the toughest ritual for me because this one was really one that I decided for myself and it came out of the greatest insecurity was that it was right around the time where I was really struggling with stage fright and I was really struggling with like you know getting my confidence on stage and the reason why it was so tough was it was so time consuming is that um, for a couple of years like in the last hour before the concert I would mentally play through all the pieces I would play on stage 
not necessarily also slowly mm-hmm. yes but i mean like mentally literally picture every yeah, yeah. note every place you know every piece and i mean this would take obviously as much if not more time than the ensuing concert yeah and i remember like if i didn't do that i would get so guilty and i would sit there all the time you know and start doing it and also i didn't like doing it because it reminded me of you know like it wasn't like a, i'm getting into the mood it mm-hmm. was a, a panic not panic yeah. but it was like you know it came out of like this insecure place of okay maybe if i do it in my mind before i'm better prepared on stage of course and, yeah, yeah you know this type of thing and it's um, a very high pressure ritual to do oh, yeah. right before the concert it, it, especially let's not forget that if you know, it's very, it's, it's much harder yeah, exactly. to play through a piece mentally because you don't have the uh, support memory. of the muscle memory area of your brain because you're doing it completely by thought, right? So me, not many times, but it would happen that sometimes I would go through and then I would suddenly... You, you'd be stuck. Stuck. Yeah. I'd be suddenly yeah. be stuck, which wouldn't have happened if I would have had the muscle memory yeah. support area, right? So then, of course your insecurity is like, oh my God, do I have to look at the score again? You're doing it again, like, you know, depressed, you can do it, you do it again, you get through the play. So it was a, it was kind of, the thought was, if I can do it this way, I can do it on stage with a muscle of memory. Course, yeah. But it was, it was not a pleasant yeah. time. Like, I was very happy when I stopped doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, what is interesting now to talk about is how do you break away from the unhealthy rituals and you know, create healthy rituals that are actually helpful and also the power of that. I kind of already, you know, touched on that before when I said, you know, how empowering it felt to break free from certain rituals. Mm -hmm. And um, I can still very much remember the moments where I broke these rituals. It was quite late on, actually. Mm. You know, I stopped putting the score under my pillow when I was like 19 or 20 Uh years old Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And for me, it was so important to stop doing that and to really tell myself I really told myself I play well on stage not because I do that but mm. because I've practiced because I'm prepared yeah. and to really reclaim that power and then I did develop some new rituals mm-hmm. or kept some old rituals that I felt just got me into the mood for example one of those is applying the makeup onto my face before I go on stage that's something and you know fixing my hair mm. uh, you know bef- right before I go on stage that's something that I do really so shortly before I go on stage, like yeah. five minutes before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm someone that gets ready late. very, very late yeah. mm-hmm. before going on stage. Me I too. I like to just be in my normal clothes yeah. and then really mm-hmm. five to ten minutes yeah. before the concert, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. dressed, I put on my makeup, I do my hair, it's very mm. fast. And in those five to ten minutes, I really feel how I'm getting into the zone. There's nothing about I'm scared to do it a certain way. You know, it's not like yeah. I have to do it in a certain yeah, yeah, order. Yeah, yeah. I just do it yeah. while thinking. And this is kind of what I've developed, thinking of the beginning yeah, of the yeah, piece. Yeah. But you, that's what I mean, by the way, with it's a ritual that's not superstitious, yeah. but it's attached to something that you have to do anyway. You exactly. know, it's more yeah. like a a, a necessary um, thing you've got to do and you're yeah. attaching a certain atmospheric or internal feeling exactly. to it and it becomes yeah. it, like it has a bit of the, char- the character yeah. of a ritual because I have like for me because we were talking about like the showering thing so I've got like a couple of rituals when it comes to like showering mm-hmm. in concerts now the first thing is if I arrive at the hotel um, on the evening before which of course doesn't happen many times I also arrive on the same day yeah. right? but if I arrive on the evening before and the room has a bath I'll take a bath. 
Because uh-huh, um, I, I n- never, I'm not a bath taker at all. Like, I mean, we have a bath in our in our, in our home. I think the last time I took a bath was like a year ago mm-hmm. or something here. But if there is a bath in the hotel, every like if I come, I usually arrive at the hotel around 9.30 or 10 in the evening. And I'm going to run a bath, like a huge bubble bath, you know, make it like super nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just go in there and soak and have like that vibe type mm-hmm. of thing. And um, so that's that's one one ritual I do. If I don't, if there is a shower and not a bath, then I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Only if there is a yeah. bath. And then um, on the day of the concert, I uh, always try to take a shower in the face. You know how like we'd practice in the morning and then you go back to the hotel. Yeah. You chill there and then you go for yeah. like the concert portion of the day, right? In that like chilling moment, I'll always, always I'll, I'll try to take a nap, like a 20 minute power mm-hmm. nap. And then I'll take a shower and with taking that shower, get into like the freshest I can be because yeah. nap plus shower for me equals, okay, like super yeah, peak freshness of the day. And, um, and then, you know, like yeah. th- that's like that part of the ritual. Yeah. No, for me, I always take a shower the night before. Yeah. I put my hair into a braid and then it's there and that's that. Then I don't take a shower again on the concert day. One thing that I do like, but again, if I don't have it, it's also not the end of the world, is eating some chocolate before I go on stage. Mm. Like something sweet because I feel like I get this energy yeah. kick I don't really it. have that much food I mean I, I, um, I might do that sometimes like many times you know organizers have chocolate backstage anyway yeah. Yeah. so I'll partake in that um, in terms of like just before the concert I'm also more on the late getting prepared like getting yeah. ready side I don't like being in my concert clothes half an hour before yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of just chilling there because yeah. it also kind of you know elevates weird feelings what I like doing especially before important concerts is brushing my teeth backstage ah, yeah, yeah. I like brushing my we teeth literally in that, the last yeah. five to ten minutes because like this fresh feeling in my mouth I also know many people that do that so good yeah yeah so I like brushing my teeth before makeup wise and 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 like hair wise generally I don't have like that much yeah I, I, I think I tend to put a bit more makeup than you anyway so it might take me just a bit longer yeah, but yeah. not that much more um and then when especially when it's a very very important concert and like when I, I know that like my nerves are heightened what I like doing is I really told you this once is I like to um sit down on my like on backstage and on, on a chair or walk around but like you know get really calm and think to myself go to the place in your mind and your heart where the music comes from mm-hmm. like I try to picture the area of my mind that creates the music you know mm-hmm. I'm very aware that there is you know the area that for example thinks about technique there mm-hmm. is the area that that you know thinks about the perception of yeah, how yeah. I look or something and then there is the area in the in my mind that is pure energy and emotion and like musicality in a way yeah. and I try to like there is even like I have this picture in my mind where it is like Mm-hmm. probably wrongly like yeah. I have an image and I try to symbolically imagine like me walking into that room of my mind yeah being co- like being completely consumed by that perspective the music making perspective mm-hmm. and then it, like especially as I said this is like I don't do that if it's a, if it's like you know a, a lesser pressure concert because it comes automatically if it's yeah. a le- lesser pressure concert but if the pressure is high mm-hmm. and it's very easy to get distracted by other fa- factors I try to like you know be in that vibe the yeah. entire time for me that vibe is is what I do to to get into that vibe is I just think of the beginning of the piece. This is something that I really mm-hmm. developed over the years because mm-hmm. I used to think of the hard passages. Yeah. I used to go through those in my head or yeah. go through them slowly or whatever. And I've realized that what I need is to be in the headspace of where I'm going to start because I feel like the beginning is 
the hardest and also the trickiest because if you mess up the beginning, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it's good, then you already have a confidence boost on stage. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. <clears throat> I really feel like this beginning needs to be good. Yeah. So I really focus on that beginning. If I have an instrument in my dressing room, I will play through the beginning mm -hmm. one or two times, and then I'm really in my in my musical space, thinking of the yeah. character of, yeah, 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 of that yeah. beginning and my posture, everything is yeah. in the character of that beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And something interesting is I always pace. I always mm. walk up and down. I never sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm going to sit on stage. Yes. So I don't like yeah. the feeling of yeah. sitting. I always pace and I feel like I got this from our dad because I know that he paces a lot when he think when he's thinking mm -hmm. and you know when he's on a business call or mm -hmm. generally on the phone he he's pacing and I always do that mm -hmm. as well when I'm on an on a difficult call or on a stressful call I start pacing. Yeah. Just literally in a room I start walking yeah, in circles. Yeah, call wise I do it as well. And, and yeah. Thinking, yeah. I start pacing, and if I'm having a difficult discussion with somebody, like a, you pace. an mm -hmm. actual, you know, mm -hmm. fight or whatever yeah. conversation, then even if that person is sitting, I start pacing around the room and talk, and uh -huh. I start walking. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And it's so funny that because I've seen that now, my kids also do that, and when they, you know, pretend to be on the phone, they like start pacing in the room for once and together, like doing it. So yeah. I think it's a generational thing that yeah. is yeah. Uh, going on. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Two two thoughts. Um, one is actually maybe like a, a, almost like a remnant of a superstitious. It's not that much a ritual. It's more of like a thought pattern, which is that um, I'd had when I was much younger two very bad experiences on stage where I, like the way I see it now is kind of I knew that I was nervous, but I was trying to pretend like I wasn't towards myself, yeah. not towards others. Yeah. Like I was trying to pretend like obviously like I've played it one million times uh, in the in the practice room yeah. without any issues. Like why should I be nervous? Obviously yeah. it's going to go well, mm -hmm. you know. So I've had and and this happened like twice in, mm -hmm. in in performances where that ended up, you know, like I was on stage unraveling. And, like unraveling. Yeah. And um, I, I have this this. Um, mini alarm bell that when I notice that I'm too like mm -hmm. you know un not not nervous like too uninfluenced yeah. by the fact that Just I'm going to go on any stage yeah. you know whether it is in front of a lot of people with a bit yeah. like that, but when I'm just too like taking it easy that I'm like remember like like yes. you know it's still it's still a stage it's still a concert oh, yeah, I totally and, understand. so there is yeah. that and whenever also I notice that like I, I have this thing like don't there's nothing wrong about acknowledging your pressure, feelings of pressure or nerves because you can acknowledge them, you can look them in the eye and then turn them into this that works yeah. for you, you know? Yeah. Like, like this pretending that everything is easy peasy, I've really, I'm very careful with yeah. that. And the other thing, uh, which is more of a like positive thing also, is that I've... Um, come to understand that for a while, because I, I came that we were talking about the beginnings, I had this vision that, you know, like, you know, a really good concert, the comfort starts from the beginning in a way, mm -hmm. you know, and like you, and, or, or if there is discomfort in the beginning, taking that as an alarm, but like, oh my God, will I be yeah, uncomfortable yeah. the um, entire concert? And at this point, I already know, I go on stage knowing the first few minutes will feel, you know, I'm going to have to get, get used again to the stage exactly. situation. Like, even if you yeah. play a concert every day, the first few minutes it's like okay this is my new reality for the next yeah. one and a half hours and you ideally know? you will get into the comfort zone subsequently also not always yeah, yeah, in the yeah, ideal yeah, dream yeah, scenario yeah, after a couple of minutes you'll yeah, feel but at home many times you, you get 
maybe not in the sweet spot of comfort, but yeah. you get more comfortable, yes. yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. as, as yeah. the minutes, as, as time passes, yeah. you know? So many times, like, in the beginning, when I'm having, like, you know, these weird mini moments, and if you have them as well, like, when you start playing something on stage and you're starting to visual, like, to look at yourself from the top yeah. and you're like, I'm playing right now, I'm being looked uh-huh. at, da, 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 you know? Like, these, these mini moments, yeah. you know? When I have that, I'm like, of course I'm having them. It's totally yeah, yeah. normal. Like, this is this is nothing to it's, be worried about. It is about. what it is. It yeah, is, yeah, it exactly. is. And then yeah. a couple of minutes later, like, you know, it changes yeah, a bit. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think what would be interesting now is to move away from all these, you know, uh, superstitious related pre something difficult rituals yeah. and maybe talk a little bit about those types of rituals that are actually very positive rituals because it's when when positive habits become rituals uh-huh. and are thus incorporated into your life. Right. Because, for example, I'm thinking now of uh, that I do yoga every morning. is kind of a ritual Absolutely. Yeah. that I've incorporated into my life. And, you know, the saying where people very often say, if you want to do something daily, then make it a ritual. Yes, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, make yeah. it yes. part of your routine. Yes, yeah. And um, I think that might be quite yeah. interesting because it's something that doesn't naturally feel like a ritual, yeah. but if you make it one, yeah. Yeah. then it's... By the way, because you uh, mentioned yoga, you know, the only time I do yoga, I forgot to say that, is before a concert. Ah, uh, really? And, and, and it, it came about actually because of also an advice advice you gave me because I've you know the one issue I have a bit is with yeah. my back if I practice a lot and I play a lot like I start feeling a bit of pain <clears throat> yeah. in my back so before concerts and it's funny because I kind of do it literally like the seconds before I go on stage so I'm usually already wearing heels mm-hmm. and I'm like in my concert outfit <laughs> and I do like this warrior one two position yeah, 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 yeah. type of yeah. situation because it's really nice for my back yeah. and I usually do it just before I go on stage and I do it again in the intermission uh-huh. um, because I just feel like it and it really does help my back it does if I help do it. I also feel like it helps I, I sometimes do it in a practice break yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. also of course if yeah. I'm like practicing and I feel like oh my god yeah, it's yeah. hurting I do that although now when I'm at home I switched it also with like some um TRX uh, fitness exercises, fitness exercises yeah. there for the back that also helped me. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. just a big tan- a um, tangent. Yeah, so for me personally, I'm thinking of, for example, yoga routine or any type of fitness routine, mm. you know, that you might have. For me, it's yoga in the morning. Or also a big one is the journaling, you know, that I do. I know. The five-minute journal. Yeah. Which I don't know, have I mentioned? I must have mentioned it You have in the idle episode. In the idle episode, yeah. Basically, you journal for really just a couple of minutes in the morning and you just write down what you're grateful for and three great things that are going to happen during the day and then in the evening you journal again and write down three great things that did happen and then what you want to do better on the next day. You know, start the day through the filter of gratitude. Yeah, not through the filter of gratitude. It's not a filter. Focus on gratitude. Yeah, it's exactly. It's what you focus on and it's um, supposed to be like a toothbrush of your mind. So you clean your mind of all the negativity because our mind is actually programmed in a way that it always automatically remembers the bad things that happen. And it's true. If I think about how I lie in bed at night and I go through the day, I will remember the one really annoying thing that happened and not focus on the 10 good things that happened. So you're trying to refocus, shift shift your focus and... Focus yeah. on the I mean, I would say a, a classic ritual that probably most people have, I definitely have it, is um, coffee in the morning. Coffee in the morning. You know, like waking brushing up. Brushing your teeth. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. brushing your teeth. Yeah. Like, for example, yeah, I have, I mean, if you will, quite like breaking it down. I Usually what I do, I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth, I like, uh, you know, put some creams on my face and my body, mm-hmm. and then I go up, 
I make myself scrambled eggs, not scrambled eggs, um, eggs sunny side up and a coffee. Mm -hmm. And I feel very good, you know? Yes, and this is a good start to the day. Exactly. And I think that in that context, it is important to decide for yourself, you know, what what is important to you, what is of value to you. Mm -hmm. And if you know what it is, then make it into a ritual, be it physical fitness, be it, for example, which for me is something quite important, meals with the family. You know, Mm. I remember growing up that I felt like I always knew when I had a family, it would be important to me that we eat together Mm -hmm. at the table and talk about the day. And for example, this is something that I really feel I'm missing when we don't do that on a a day. So I feel like meals with the family is a big one for me or generally, you know, this time where I'm speaking now specifically about my kids, of course, where there is a moment where the family kind of comes together and we can talk about things. They're still not very young, but I can imagine that when they're a bit older, we can do something like a weekly actual like yeah. family meeting yeah, where yeah, we yeah. discuss whatever everyone wants to discuss. You know, this is something that I feel would be a priority for me. And I think it can be very helpful whenever you feel like something is missing in your life or you want to do more of something, just make it a ritual. Even if Absolutely. it's a yeah. date night because once I mean, a week. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, a, a ritual also like the idea that you're partaking in a ritual always elevates the I would say meaning that you give yes. a certain a certain practice and I think yeah. meaning is something that we all instinctively like you know to add meaning and value to our yeah. lives so by making something appear maybe more meaningful than it actually is by attaching a more ritualistic vibe to yeah. it obviously helps obviously yeah. helps a lot you know and um, also if you're doing intentional things like we have something that we like to call the inspirational corner in our house yes um, where yeah. you can <laughs> yeah. you can pick a ta- tarot card or you can just pick an inspirational card that has just one word like or for example creativity or something like this that it says on it or a quote exactly and then um you can take it as an inspiration for the day and this is actually not something that we do every day no we do it every now and then and it it also is something so simple, yeah, yeah. but it gives you inspiration. It, exactly, for the I think day. many times, and I, I think that that's also more um, a thought on like all these, you know, uh, superstitious-y like tarot cards would be yeah. one, or going to like some sort <clears throat> of reading of a kind or anything. Even like you know the value of astrology, which let's just say we're all a bit skeptical mm-hmm. of, like you know the whole I'm a Pisces, that's why this and this <laughs> and that, um, is the fact that many times what is even more important than a specific direction is that you even have a direction rather than no direction, an orientation, a perspective on something. Many times what's missing from our lives is not that we've chosen wrong directions, but that we've chosen no direction. And And you know, especially on that, I'm sometimes so jealous. I really find myself being actually really, truly jealous of people who, you know, really live in their faith. Because I don't Mm. really live in my faith. (laughs) Mm. I mean, I don't live in a faith at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I think about the power and the strength that they draw from whatever, I mean, depending on how they live. yeah, Yeah, but for example, from praying, you know, from doing the ritual of praying, what kind of safety it gives them. Yeah. It's incredible. Or, you know, from going to church every Sunday, for example. For them, this really 
yeah, heals yeah. them. It yeah. gives them so much strength to go through hard and difficult uh, moments where I feel like, okay, what am I going to do now? They're just going to turn to prayer and are going to find new energy in yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I think it, in, in a way... And I mean, that's, I mean, that's a bit of a different thought, but it comes up immediately is by, um, you, like, you don't have to find your personal right answer or your personal right coping mechanisms for many issues because there are already kind of very clear and, and, and like rules and yeah. guidelines and yeah. coping mechanisms. Like, for example, things like confession, you know, right. how do you get rid of your guilt? you go to confession. Yeah. You don't, you know, have to actually go through the whole rigmarole of, okay, why did I do it? How can I yeah. repent for it in a way that, you know, is going to make supposedly me... supposedly that's what you do after confession. But, well, yeah, but, but the yeah. repenting, I mean, not, not that knowledgeable on it, it's like, you know, praying on your yeah, knees yeah, yeah. three yeah. more extra minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and it's, and like, I, I come back to th uh, thinking sometimes about this one quote. I don't remember who, who said it. I think it was Mike Tyson who said it. Something like that faith or religion makes you sometimes do the right things for the wrong reasons, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is, I think, is an interesting perspective. I mean, the wrong reasons being you're doing it not because you think it's right, right, right. Or because someone tells you to do it, yeah. but what you're ultimately doing is functionally right. good in your life, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. you're, you're doing right things. I but just think it's, it's But I totally how, understand what yeah. you mean. Like, And by the way, I have to say that um, for me, the theme of one of the last episodes the whole shamanic journey mm -hmm. thing which is a very very time consuming and ritual that yeah a big part of why it works so well for me despite all the like psychedelic things that we yeah. spoke about is because it is a time consuming long mm -hmm. meaning elevated ritual yes that uh, has as a target a very specific orientation yeah. which is your intention you know yeah. so um, that is for sure one big ritual that I'm, I'm a big fan of and many of like I'm a fan of many of these like symbolic rituals another one that immediately comes to mind that where we disagree <laughs> kind of, is a <laughs> wedding. Yeah, I was also just thinking of that wedding. I mean, what do you mean we disagree? Well, I don't disagree quite, on the ritual well, of wedding. I, well, I want one. Yeah. And you... Yeah? Don't. I find that it is fake. It is a charade. If a wedding is a celebration of something positive. It's a celebration of love. You're listening to The Sister Drill with Danai and Kiveli.